Lives Apples podcast. My name is Ross. You know who you are. And I'm uh, really glad you're here. Really glad you're listening, especially to today's episode. Uh, we are taking some time today to specifically talk about something that you, dear listener, have probably heard us mention, which is the Child Discipleship Forum. It's an event that's happening in Nashville, Tennessee on September 16th and 17th. If you want to learn more about the forum, you can just click the show notes. Uh, there's a link in there right away where you can just go and save your seat. We really want you to be there. When I say you, I mean the person who's listening to this podcast. You've participated in this community week in and week out learning about resilient child discipleship. And now we're coming together in person. What a radical idea uh, for the future of the faith. And uh, to help me do that today, um, I have three of uh, my favorite people that I'm not related to. Uh, So uh, I have uh, Melanie Hester and Samuel Porche and Matt Markins are all here joining with me. Hello, everyone. It is good to be with you. Hey, Ross. Hello. It's good to be here. So, Matt, I want to start with you because uh, those of you who have been following Matt uh, for a while um, know that a, a conference experience, gathering people together, is something that, Matt, this isn't your first go-around in doing. This is something that you have seen a value in doing, particularly, particularly with uh, the Kidman community at large for a long time now. How does this forum come together? Why are we doing this now? What can people expect from it at, for such a time as this? Well, the ga- I, love, I love gathering. Good, good, good. Thanks for mentioning that, Ross. You know, we, we look at Revelation, we look to the end, you know, of scripture. What do we see? We see every tribe, nation, language gathered around the throne, worshiping God. Uh, gathering's important. We see it all throughout the scripture. And it's uh, certainly part of the New Testament, what we see in the church. So, I mean, it's so important for the church to gather together. And I know with the last couple of years, it's been, well, are we gathering online? Are we gathering in person? You know what? The Child Discipleship Forum, we are doing both. So if this conversation is something you want to be a part of, uh, we're making sure that you have that opportunity either online or in person. But why? You know, why why are we gathering together? Uh, Man, if you've been, if you've been in ministry more than maybe three or four years, you've been in ministry just long enough to know things have changed. Things have changed significantly. And if you've been ministering to kids for a decade or more, like it almost feels like we're on Mars compared to a decade ago. <laughs> like a lot has changed. Sure. The culture has changed rapidly so much so that I think we're, it's becoming more common for us to realize post-Christian culture isn't just something we we talk about at an academic level. We're really feeling like we're swimming in a post-Christian culture. So, uh, but what hasn't been necessarily talked about or written about or even researched uh, as much really is that we're talking about children's ministry in a post-Christian culture. Even that phrase right there, how often have we heard that phrase, children's ministry in post-Christian culture? That's that's a relatively new com- combination of words there, right. but that is our reality today. That's our reality now. This is why we're having this conversation. Uh, there, there, there's a lot of important pieces of the conversation. We can't wait to gather together and talk about those. Yeah, and we have a ton of great speakers we're going to tell you about um, as well. We definitely want you to experience this any way you can, both online and in person. I do just in the interest of being explicit, really want you to come to uh, in person if you can. I do think that especially after the year that we've all had or the 18 months that we've all had, uh, it will be good for you, person who's listening to this, uh, to get to Tennessee and experience this in person as long as that is something that is feasible for you. Um, yeah, so, so the on site yeah. the on site event is in is in Nashville, uh, just south of Nashville, a town called Franklin. 
Um, we're we're going to cap the ticket sales at about six fifty. I'm not sure exactly how many tickets are left, but I know we got a couple hundred tickets or so left. And so we'd love for you guys to to come be a part of this. And you know, when when we're together, they're live. We're not only going to hear these speakers you mentioned, Ross. I think we're going to unpack those. Yeah. But we're we're going to have the opportunity to sit at the round tables and and at the food trucks and talk during break. And we're going to have an opportunity to pray together to dialogue together and wrestle through. Uh, matter of fact, Melanie and Samuel, our MCs, are going to be asking critical questions. We're creating time chunks, seven minutes, 10 minutes, and more to wrestle with some of the key questions. So you, you can do that online, but doing it on site, I think there's a different dynamic. It's really exciting, and we want people to be a part of that. Totally. Thank Yeah, thank you for that clarification, Matt. So uh, Melanie, I do want to jump over to you because one of the things that I think about with the forum in particular is that this is a community, particularly on the local leadership level, uh, that has a lot of asks made of them, right? These are people who have driven to kids' houses around their neighborhood to drop off care packages during COVID in a socially distant way. These are people who are trying to figure out what it means to be engaged in discipleship while also making sure the snack cabinet is fully stocked. Um, and this is a community that you uh, not only came from, but are a part of and continue to speak to or speak into through your uh, role at Awana. So for the person who's listening to this, who can't imagine taking a Thursday, Friday off in the course of their week, can you speak to why this is such a critical um, investment and why it's worth setting aside some of the other things in order for them to be there? Oh man, when you think about Thursday or Friday too, especially Ross, so many of our listeners are probably going to say, but Friday's my Sabbath. Friday's the day that I kind of take off because I work Sunday through Thursday, right? And so um, I would just say, if that's the thought that's going through your mind right now, just hang tight because you can always potentially talk to your leadership team and get a Monday off instead of a Friday, whatever that might look like. Um, but really the critical reason that you need to be a part of this conversation, just family, children's ministry family, is that these are the questions that so many of us have had. They're the ones that we didn't necessarily know how to form or verbalize, but they're the things that we've been feeling in our gut for the last three, five, maybe even for some of us, 10 years. And so as, as you are in every single week experiencing what it looks like to come alongside a child and share Christ with them and to help their discipleship journey um, come into a closer relationship with Jesus, you are often given um, so much to do that you don't necessarily have time and space to have this conversation. And yet you know that these are the things that you need to talk about and you need to help process through. And, and it just doesn't feel like there's space. Yeah. And I'm telling you right now that this is the space. This is where you need to be to be able to start unpacking this, these, these thoughts, these ideas, these questions. And that's the amazing thing about the speakers that have come, that are coming through is that we're, we're able to hear from them uh, research that's already been behind the things that were like, yes, thank you so much. That's what I was looking for. And so, um, I know I, I want to say too, like, this is something that you're going to have to prioritize yeah. and you're going to have to say, like, I am going to make this happen. And, and I want you to know, um, just leader, whoever you are that is listening, that you are worth it. You are worth this investment and the children in your church are worth this investment. 
So if that means that you're able to pull the budget together to be able to bring yourself to the on-site event in Nashville, and maybe even a couple of your team members, great. We want to see you. Samuel, Matt, Ross, and I will all be there, and we want to see you in person. In fact, if I don't get to talk to you, I will be disappointed. <laughs> uh, but we also want you to know that if for some reason your budget doesn't hit that well, Come and join us online. Gather your children's ministry family that serves alongside you and become a host church that you get that link. And together with your community of volunteers and leaders, you can still have this same conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. And thank you for speaking into that too, Melanie. You know, I want to be really clear that while we've been in this COVID environment, so many of us have had to figure out how to do both in-person and online experiences Many of you who listen, the idea of doing anything online seemed like such a lift for you before COVID really started and you've done so well in figuring out what it looks like to disciple your kids digitally. But one of the things that I hope you hear in Melanie's answer is this idea that we're, we see you local leader. Like we know how big of a deal it's going to be for you to either be in person or be online for this experience. And we want to, and we are creating excellent experiences for you no matter where you decide to join us. But the critical thing that I just wanted to put a big highlighter around what Melanie just said is that this is the space to do that. This is the space that for those questions that you have, those you know, concrete, practical issues you have. You can work out around a round table with someone who probably is going through the exact same thing in a different part of the country or a different part of the world. Like this is the space for you. And again, it won't be the same without you. Now, Samuel, I want to go to you because you are someone who, uh, in your role within Awana serving over the Discipleship Network, you are someone who is interacting with a lot of different church pastors, more senior leadership kind of environment. Mm -hmm. The forum is open to these folks too. Can you speak to why the, a senior pastor, an executive pastor, pastor, someone who's listening to this, who's been convicted, also needs to be at this forum um, in September in Tennessee? Yeah, thank you, uh, Ross. Yeah, um, the Great Commission. Um, Matthew 28, 19 and 20. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. And um, for leaders, um, it's very important for us to point our church, our ministry, our followers, our congregation in the right direction. And right now we are in a war for the hearts of our children. So it's important that we refocus um, and, and refocus our energy back to what is vitally important and back to the assignment that Jesus Christ gave us. Um, we, our young children are finding themselves wrestling with what is right and right is, what is right and wrong. Um, they are screen disciples. Um, I mean, this flood of this technology, like a tsunami in the palm of their hands has really, really taken, um, a hold of their identity and shaped them. And so as a church, we all see it and we all feel it. And so it's very important for the leaders to get behind making resilient disciples. It's so important for the leaders to get behind discipleship. I think children's ministry is the most strategic and critical ministry in the church. And um, I, I think we really need to, um, as leaders, um, prioritize this event because yeah. this event is going to be 
It's going to bring some answers and you can be a part of the solution. There are going to be conversations centered around child discipleship. And we all know that what we're doing right now is fine, but what's going to really impact the kingdom of God is how well we pass the baton to the next generation, how well we point them in the right direction of Jesus Christ and that they love, know, and serve the Lord for the rest of their lives. And so this is a priority. And I think um, as um, kingdom disciple makers, um, we got to call believers and churches back to this primary responsibility yeah. to be and make disciples. Um, and, and we have to take seriously this assignment. So I'm asking all leaders, please prioritize this event. This event is going to be awesome. This event is going to be off the chain. It's going to be so <laughs> much fun. It's going to be so much energy. And um, I don't know about you, but um, I've hibernated enough. I'm ready to see people. I'm ready to smile, laugh, and I'm ready to talk about us making resilient disciples and leading our children into the next generation. I know when I was young, I remember we used to have these carnivals when I was young at, um, and they used to come like into the local neighborhood. And one of my favorite spots was like the, 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 what is that called? Um, where you got the long mirrors and you can be short. Yeah. Like the house of mirrors. House of Mirrors. Thank you. Thank you, Ross. You know, you had the House of Mirrors and it was all about, oh man, how do I look and what do I look like? And it was really, really weird that in a small way, I, you were looking for that perfect image of yourself. And that's kind of what our children are going through. It's sure. like these House of Mirrors. They have an identity issues and they're, they're wondering who they are. And we have to prioritize children discipleship because our children don't know who they are and they're being shaped by everything else other than who Christ and who God says they are. And so this is a very, very important discussion that is going to take place on September 16th and 17th. And please, I want to see you there. Like Melanie, I want to see every face. I want to have a conversation with you and your leaders and your, your, I just want to have a conversation with everybody. I just want to be able to enjoy fellowship and to talk about a solution and how we move into this, this next realm and how we um, minister to our children to point them to Christ. So So I'm excited about this. This is, this is going to be an awesome, awesome time. Thanks for listening. We'll be right back. Calling all moms, this one is for you. Join us September 9th through the 11th in Nashville for MomCon. And when I say join us, I mean us. Awana will have a booth at this conference, and we would love to see you there. MomCon is the conference you need to reignite your faith, passion, and love of all things motherhood. Come as you are and leave a little closer to who you want to become. Get your tickets now at mops.org slash momcon. That's www.mops.org slash M-O-N-C-O-N. So each speaker uh, will speak through a a minimum of one of three lenses. Uh, Our content will be framed through cultural analysis, uh, child advocacy or local church practice one of those three or multiples of those three so let's just take let's just take cultural analysis you know there's been some books written in recent years and podcasts you guys your listeners are maybe familiar with the podcast this cultural moment or maybe you've read the book the benedict option or the rise and triumph of the modern self i guess a lot of there's been a lot that's been published in this space of like the world has changed rapidly right right and so we're bringing in some people who can really speak to that ed setzer 
uh, of the Billy Graham Center in Wheaton College. He's a researcher, a missiologist. Uh, a lot of his work, our listeners are probably very familiar with, but he's got some really good data and information about where's all this going. And then David Kinneman, we've recently done a massive uh, research project, probably one of the biggest active research projects in the world right now with children's ministry uh, we're doing with the Barna Group. Uh, so David Kinneman going to come and present uh, not only some of that data, but some of their work on uh, uh, Faith for Exiles, the book that they published about a year and a half ago. Um, and in addition to that, we've got Gabe Lyons of Q Ideas, um, Mark Matlock. And so we're going to get a, a good amount of reality, like what is going on in the culture and the world and how is it forming our children? Yeah. And then we're going to move into the the child advocacy space. Valerie Bell, Awana CEO, is going to be sharing Denise, Dr. Denise Kisbo, uh, Bethel Seminary, is going to be sharing. Of course, she's a, she's a lifelong expert in the space. Uh, Doctor uh, Doctor Holly Allen of Lipscomb University. Uh, so that they're really advocating for the child and for the need for this. Oh, Doctor West Stafford of Compassion International. You know. So, and then this third area uh, that we're going to get into local church practice. We're bringing in leaders like Sam Luce, Leah Broach, uh, myself, and others to really talk about. Okay, how does this? How does this actually impact what's happening on the most local level? What do we see that's actually working and how can we elevate those ideas so that others can have access to that and be able to implement fruitfully and effectively in their own local community? Yeah, it's so critical. Um, you know, I, I want to really highlight what you just said too, Matt, about how we're taking the time to talk about local practices. This is not the kind of conference that you go to that feels like an old college lecture you know, being a part of this forum, like, yes, there are speakers and yes, you know, there's going to be, uh, you're going to be taking notes during it, but this is not going to feel like your college experience. Like this is meant to feel like a conversation and this is meant to be really fruitful. And I think it's so critical that we're including how this looks on the local level so that folks who are invested in any level of church leadership understand not only why this conversation matters, but what they're going to do about it. And for people who are, you know, regular listeners to the podcast, like we're going to be walking through that journey as well. So um, I wanted to ask this question, which is a bit of an unfair question. I'm just going to preface it that way. But I think I want you all to use the hypothetical scenario of that none of you have awana.org email addresses um, and ask you, why would you come? I want to be really explicit with folks who are thinking, not only I'm not sure if I can do this or yes, this all sounds really exciting, but is now the right time? You know, those ways in which we're going to say no. And we would obviously, we implore you to lean in instead, but, uh, you know, just for, because I made eye contact with them first. Uh, so Samuel, if you didn't have an Awana.org email address, if you were just a guy who's invested in your local church, like I knew you would be, um, why would this be something that you wouldn't want to miss? Um, this would be something I wouldn't want to miss because um, as I spoke about those house of mirrors earlier, um, there has been um, distorted interpreta interpretations of our children. And we are feeling that throughout the body of Christ everywhere. Um, I don't care where you live, where you're from. Um, our children are having, are really struggling with identity issues. Um, and 2020 was this year of disruption. Yeah. Um, with the pandemic and 
um, you know, demonstrations, racial justice, um, you know, everything that was going on. And so our children have come away from that, not only with um, identity issues, but also living in a state of uncertainty. And I believe that this is going to be a conversation that is driving to to to, to give some um, in, in embracing some ideas and some conversations that will help shape um, how we move forward. Um, the landscape of the church is drastically changing and the competition for our the are the hearts of our children is steadily increasing. And so this is a very, very vital and critical conversation. Are we doing enough for our children? Are we modeling kingdom discipleship? Are we recognizing barriers, obstacles? And these, and this is gonna be a lot of, uh, Matt alluded to a lot of the speakers that are gonna be here, be there that are gonna be able to speak into some of these things. And so um, it's a very trying time and a very um, hard time, but um, God created us as one people. And so we, um, this is a time for us to come together and to be at this event is to be able to get some answers and be pointed in the right direction um, and be challenged and stretched so that we can meet the need um, that our children so desperately need from us as leaders in ministry. Well said. Uh, Melanie, same question for you. If you didn't have an awana.org email address, why would you still go? Oh man, one of the children's ministry leaders I've respected for a long time. Um, his name is Sam Luce and he's going to be a speaker, um, at the CDF. He just released an article, I think just in the last couple of days that just talks about, um, something is discipling our kids. Mm. Is it the church? Is it our families? Is the family helping to disciple the kids? And, um, I am the fours and fives and kindergarten teacher at my church. And, um, I was, man, I was challenged by a conversation with Dr. Holly Allen a couple of weeks ago when she said that part of her work changed when she stopped asking the question, um, how, how, and what should I teach the kids in my church about God? And she said, how do I start teaching? How do I start helping the kids in my church experience God? And, and that's changed the way I go into that Sunday morning service every week before I open that classroom and watch those kids pour into my room. I say, God, how do I help them experience you today? And so that's why, that's why I come to this is that we're in a space and in a culture where more than anything, our kids, they need to know about God, but even more than that, they need to experience God so that when those identity issues come that Samuel's talking about, they've experienced God in a way that not only speaks the truth of who they know they are into their life, but they also know what it's like to be a daughter or son of the king. And so that's why is, is so that we can continue helping disciple kids, youth, adults all across the board of what it looks like to know and experience God. Love it. Matt, I, I gave you the grace of having you go last, but uh, why would you be here? I think it's about the future. When I think about the children's ministry of the future, I think of three words. I think of fruitful community and scripture. So I think if we could fast forward to the church of 2050, I think children's ministry is going to look quite a bit different. 
So the question becomes, at what point does that change take place? And I think the change needs to take place now. And I, th I think I focused on those three words. The first word, fruitful, I think we've got to kind of, if we could somehow kind of wipe the whiteboard clean just for a moment and put one word that would motivate what we're doing with children's ministry. I think the first word I would put on the whiteboard would be fruitful. You know, what we all want as a children's ministry community is for kids to know Christ, you know, to come to Christ as their savior and to follow him as a disciple forever. So we say no love and serve Jesus for a lifetime. Right. So we want that. So therefore, you know, what, what is it that we do that's going to be most fruitful in that process? So that's the first. The second word I would put on this is community, because I think through community, by, by prioritizing community, we can be more fruitful in helping kids to belong and to become like Jesus. Through community, think about Kara Powell's research, think about the Harvard research we've talked about many times before. Through community, you get access to adults who care about you. you they're, they're that pipeline, the advocate, that relationship where we learn about Jesus and they walk alongside of us, help us become like him. And the third word, scripture you know, scripture engagement, that, that's how we believe, you know, uh, Lifeways research over and over and Barnes as well talks about scripture engagement being a major driver towards spiritual growth. That's why I think the church of the future is going to focus on fruitfulness, community and scripture. Those are going to be the first, like the big rocks we put in the jar, all the other stuff's going to come later. And I think that's what we're going to hear is how do we continue to shift toward those as our priorities and let go of the things that maybe just don't matter as much as the, as they once did. Well said. Um, thank you all for being here. I'm going to ask a, uh, what I admit is actually before I do that. So I, the only thing I want to add to what uh, has been said so far is that if you were someone who takes the time week in and week out to listen to the podcast and you don't come to the forum, I'm going to be personally offended. Uh, so I just want you to keep that in mind that, uh, sincerely though, you know, one of the things that I, that I hear in all of your answers is about this active participation. You know, I think particularly for, uh, my generation is particularly guilty of this, but this idea of listening to a podcast or uh, sending a clever tweet uh, being enough. And what I hear particularly in, <laughs> uh, what I hear particularly in the words that you were just were sharing, Matt, is that this is the start of the future we all desire. And you get to be a part of that. And that is such a tremendous opportunity for folks. Um, now I'm gonna ask, oh, go ahead. Yeah, Melanie, I think you already get where I'm going, so. Ross, I think to add on to that, what, what I want to encourage listeners to hear right in this second is that for so long, this conversation has not been accessible. It's been something that's happened in pockets or areas, or, or perhaps you just haven't had the capacity or time to sit in it. And I'm telling you right now that it's accessible now. So the only thing that's keeping you from joining this conversation, it's saying yes yeah. and coming and either joining us on site or joining us online, because this is what this conversation is about is creating accessibility to the conversation of how do we effectively disciple the children in our church to have a lifelong faith that allows them to be the leaders that lead this church, this this unknown, this, this thing that we don't know what it's gonna look like in 2050, but we know that they're gonna lead it by the power of Jesus. The Resilient Disciples Podcast is powered by Awana. 
Awana is a global nonprofit organization dedicated to equipping leaders to reach kids with the gospel and engage them in lifelong discipleship. Awana is fueled by the generous support of individuals, churches, and organizations, as well as resource sales. Subscribe to the podcast today so you never miss an episode and go to resilientdisciples.com for more resources and many more of these conversations. The podcast is mixed, edited, produced, and hosted by me, Ross Cochran. Our theme song is Fresh Air by Christian hip-hop artist Josiah Williams and Hits by Jude. You also heard I'll Let Go, provided by Josiah Williams from his album, Rerouting 2. Thank you for listening. We'll talk next week.